Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, along with Dr. Ken Wyant, professor of business from Tennessee Tech University. Ken and I have been talking about some of the things that make businesses go and grow, and they are not things you hear about. There are lots of um, ideas about using money to make a business grow, using uh, sales techniques and all of that. But when you uh, distill it all down to the bottom line, your success in life will depend on what you do after you do what you are expected to do. And that comes from the great author and motivational speaker, Brian Tracy. And it's a story told by, by him. And uh, I'll tell you one more time what that is in case you missed it. Uh, because I call this IBM, Babe Ruth, and Tom Edison, Thomas Edison. And, and it is your success in life will depend on what you do after you do what you are expected to do. So in its heyday... Uh, upstart computer company giant IBM had a rallying cry that reverberated throughout the entire sales and customer service industry. They, the, the words they used, the sale begins after the sale is made. Set that, that set the tone for an entire generation of customer service-based sales and customer relationship management that followed. And we're still talking about customer relationship management, CRM, and it's going to be around. It isn't going away. And it came from that. IBM support people were said to literally descend from the sky in parachutes within an hour of any service call. They, they just, that was their policy. In fact, we're still, um, we're still following this tenacious, persistent, kill them with kindness, build that database, get that return sale attitude is what we're told from people who are still at IBM. Of course, the company has changed radically uh, from those early days. But it's actually that approach is more pronounced now for them than it ever was. And um, high tech and media communications and rapid advancers and consumer savvyism have ushered in that, uh, that thinking in a lightning fast way. So what does this all to mean to you as an entrepreneur? You, the small business and professional practice owner and manager, well, here, here are a couple of thoughts to think about. And can you interrupt me anytime you feel like, uh, I know you, you always have some good input here, so just jump in. Um, his, his quote, Brian Tracy's quote, I think, says it's the best. And the point is that you who own a business or run a business are of necessity, you are engaged in sales. Keeping sales and production, that's service production as well as product production, in balance is part of the all-time great entrepreneurial challenge. The whole world admires a one-man band, but that doesn't make producing the music any easier. Getting, getting going the extra mile is what it's all about. Moving forward even when you think you can't is what it's all about. Greatness has only ever come from those who pushed onward in the face of major losses and who did it again and again and again and again. And, and let's remember that um, McDonald's was started by a man in, um, in his 60s. I mean, and, and it, because he'd been working his whole life at trying to figure out different ways to make money with a food business and sat in the parking lot and of the one McDonald's place that existed 
and sat there for days and watched people go in and out and talked to people and figured out a way to create a franchise operation out of it. Um, Edison tried successfully, I don't know whether many of you would be aware of this, he, he tried to invent the light bulb 9,999 times before he finally did. So the light bulb is the product of 9,999 failures before defeating the darkness. Babe Ruth's incredible home run record was matched only by his incredible strikeout record. We all know and have seen many great Olympic performance hero stories. Each has always involved taking the extra step, even when all hope seems lost. So when you've completed what others expect you to do, partners, family, employees, customers, vendors, industry, community associates, when you've completed all of that, keep doing. Starting work a half hour before others, staying a half hour later is a good beginning as an example. Making better use of time scheduling and delegating is another example. Regardless of whatever tools you choose, it's what's under your hat that makes the difference and the overriding awareness that whatever you do to exceed expectations is 100% your choice. No one else will choose success for you and make it happen, but you can do both and you can start now. So can you success um, in life? Yeah. How it, about it? Well, uh, Oversimplify. Yeah. Striving for to be excellent at what you do. Gets lost though. Don't you know, uh, people forget this. Forget the clock. Yeah. It's not about starting at a certain time. It's not about right. ending at exactly a certain time. Uh, uh, it is, and it, it's not just spending more time on something. It's trying to do it well. Trying to do the job with. Service, if you're in a service, paying attention. I believe that uh, I really like the IBM example that once the sale is made, you you are working hard to continue that relationship so that you get the second sale, mm-hmm. which may be more difficult because now there's more uh, experience on the quality of your service. And you really need to continue to work at that. And I... I'm surprised continuously about relationships that I've had uh, as a consumer and had relationships for years and then realized that instead of continuing the excellent service that the provider has had, that they found ways to shorten that and give that better service to get a new deal. And while I might have been a customer for 25 years, mm-hmm. all of that goes to the New Deal. And then th- that service provider was surprised when I chose not to renew service. And because that excellence wasn't there, they got to say, my goal is just to get a new sale, not to keep and take care of those that I had. Let's, let's uh, take a quick break and come back and uh, hope you'll join us there. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal and Ken. We've been talking about success in life and how it will depend on what you do after what you do, after you do what you're expected to do. 
um, once you've gotten what everyone around you thinks you're supposed to do and you do it, then is when your success will be determined. And it has to do with what you come up with next. Um, I said before the break, I was going to uh, tell a little story. I'm, I'm going to, it'll be very little, but I think it's interesting because it is, it involves a major company and it involves someone who mm, sent uh, $70 or, or 70 something dollars in to purchase a, um, a pair of shoes. And the, the shoes came back incredibly fast. I think it was less than 48 hours or something. They were shipped back um, and, and, and arrived at the doorstep. And this person got them and tried them on, and they didn't fit. And the person told me that they had ordered certain size and that the company had either mistakenly or arbitrarily or something um, matched it up with the size from another country of what the and if you know if you ever looked inside your your shoes sometimes you'll see the you know the size differentials between um, the United States and Europe and different countries and and so this was off by I guess a half a size had not used them had not worn them had you know didn't didn't even take the paper out of one of them um, and brought them back in to have them returned to a uh, place that does this sort of thing and ended up they had to purchase a, a special box to put the shoes which were in the shoe box into that box because the shipping containers were not uh, ad ad adaptable to the shoe box size. So, okay, so bought a box that was $3. And then um, packed the whole thing up and got it all ready to send off and found that um, the company had, uh, had in small print, had said that any, any shipping costs for return were the responsibility of the purchaser. And so, okay, wanted to get rid of these shoes so you get another size. Packed it all up, signed, sealed, delivered, got the whole thing. It was another $30. So now we're looking at $33 for a $60 pair of shoes that was returned. <laughs> so, so this person went out locally and bought better shoes for less money and took the bite, took the beating, $38, $34, something like that, to... You know, just to send them back, never even having tried them on. It's just because the company made a mistake. And, and so, you know, it makes you think, you know, there's a big company. That's, that big company is not going to get more business from that person. And the little small business that satisfied this person in, in the blink of an eye will get plenty more business from that person. And so you, you never know where your business is coming from. Um, and and in that along that line, I'll just mention one other quick note, and that is that when you um, when you join some kind of a thing like uh, online, like LinkedIn or uh, uh, Alignable or one of those kinds of online things where you exchange uh, opportunities, another one where you exchange contacts with people, um, don't think that that's a waste of time because you own a little uh, cheese store in the middle of a little town in the middle of nowhere. Because you never know if your service is great and your product is great, 
Uh, I've had situations where people talking on the phone with a cousin out in, uh, you know, 20 states away um, would say, boy, I read about some little thing. You've got a little cheese shop in that town. Is that any good? You know, yeah, it's terrific. Well, you know, why don't you send me a bunch of it? Let me see how it is because I'm a cheese lover. You, you don't know where business is coming from. That's the bottom line. And and you don't know where you're going to lose it either, which is the little shoe story. But Ken's been sitting here very patiently and quietly. So go ahead and jump in here, Ken. But I, I, that idea is is right, and a shoe store is a good example. Um, and I get shoes repaired sometime and travel an hour to do that. Turns out, uh, in talking with the folks there because of their service, that... Uh, another um, school, a dean of a college in another state gets their work done at this same place. They mail it in and that uh, that extra attention to service, that that focus on excellence, uh, doing doing what it, what matters beyond what is just expected, uh, made the difference on uh, on their uh, on their success. So if you're running a small business, these are the things that count. I mean, it might be, you might feel overwhelmed. Well, you probably should if you're running a business in the first place. <laughs> but you might feel overwhelmed by you know, the legal stuff that you got to deal with and the accountants and the lawyers and the, all that outside stuff. And then you got employees to worry about. And how do you find the right people? And it can, it's endless. But the bottom line is, that all of that added together is under your control. And if you're running the business, you're the manager or you're the owner, and you have to practice certain ways of behaving with your customers, with the sources that are helping you, and, and certainly with your employees. And, and those things are going to make the difference. That's where success is going to come from. Uh, what, what you do after you do what you are expected to do. Um, so, I, you know, di and Ken, you've had some shoe issues here with you. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I wear them out. You wear them out. Uh, yeah, you've got to pace around that room a lot, I guess. And you... <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dealing with my um, relationships with students, I don't like the word customer because they're not. Uh, I call them my big kids, but, uh, but yes. Um, well, that's interesting. And, and in a sense, you run your own business. <laughs> it, it, it's not a lot different except, I mean, you, you're not renting the space, of course, but, um, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways, it is like having, uh, controlling a business and, and moving it in a direction. And I know you know probably also from your, your, uh, your military days that you have um, had to do a lot of things that were like a business and a lot of things that were not like a business in order to pull that together and make that work too um, because uh, you were you were guiding airplanes if I recall the, right? uh, well when you're working on planes you've got the, all the steps that you need to accomplish uh, and it was it was interesting in the military you think well you're just going to do what you're told and and it's always a yes sir and that's right. it. And I had the opportunity to review some of my old records because I had to pull them for another reason and found a performance review. And in the comments, the performance review was a comment that talked about going beyond what was required. And it is noticed. And, it's, uh, and that helped success 
in my work in the military. And that's a 40-year-old note that I was reading. <laughs> okay. uh, but it, it goes exact, uh, directly with what you were saying is what you do beyond what is simply expected. All right. Well, success brings happiness. It breeds it. And, it, and happiness breeds success. So let's come back on that point and we'll let you go for now. And um, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal and Ken. We're talking about happiness. Uh, we we had been talking about success and uh, doing what you need to do after you've done what was expected of you. And now we're talking about happiness. Well, if you do what you if <laughs> if you're successful, you're probably happy. Um, and and so happiness is an interesting thought. It it. Um, there's an old song someplace, and it says, happiness runs in a circular motion, and that's certainly true. Um, so, sorry to burst your your bubble here. Happiness produces sales quicker than all of the ads and promotional materials and sales spiels and websites put together. Ticking off logical product service features and gulping down huge doses of emotional triggers don't make sales happen as fast as genuine feelings of happiness that are contagious from anyone in your organization to anyone who is an existing customer or prospect. Now, that's not to say you don't need all the traditional and non-traditional support material, but remember that it is support material and that nothing replaces the value of spreading happiness around. Great, you say, but where's the happy button Well, that you're supposed to push? I, okay, I'll send you one. Just write to me. No, I'm not. <laughs> Where's that happy button? It's not like, uh, it's not like that uh, that button that um, one of the office supply companies has. Says that's not easy. Well, because that never made anything easy. And sometimes uh, my people or I just feel plain old crummy, and we're simply not happy. There's so there's no happiness to pass around. Period. The buzzer says you're wrong. Happiness is always present. It's your job to go get it. Here are five steps to a happier you who will sell more. In fact, if you get truly and genuinely happier than you were yesterday, I guarantee you that you will sell more than you did yesterday. Guaranteed. Ready? All right. Here you go. Ken, uh, I'm going to ask you to chime in here on these points because I think they are, there's five things, you know, that the happiness runs in a circular motion steps. So one is choose to stop seeing the sea of negativity that's all around you as being negative. Click that mental radio station in your head from 24-hour news, which is always negative, to easy listening music. And remember that no one else controls your stations or channel selector or tone and volume settings. No one else decides what goes on inside your head but you. So if you're ready and thinking about what's wrong with things and looking for it, you will find something. Yes, that's true. If you are looking for something that is decent and pleasant and happy, you might just find that as well. That's true, too. And so if you... That can be hard. Well, Turn off the circular <laughs> negative feelings yeah. we have and force yourself to do something like smile and say hello to someone down the street and watch their face. If you can truly do it with a good, real Yeah, genuinely. Smile, right. Genuine smile. 
and it and it does change. I've I've gone through this, and I get to see students every day that are worrying about, oh, it's final exam time. Right, right. <laughs> and making that difference can make a change in how they perceive things as well. Well, that's helpful, and uh, let's go with that thought to number two point. Choose to experience the negative people in your life as needy instead of negative. Think of them as people who need and are waiting for some positive sign from you. A word, a look, a touch that encourages, reassures. It may only take one positive sign from you for them to become positive themselves. They need they have a need to think and feel more positive. You can make a difference. You have the power. And it's remarkable when you consider, for example, that 90, I think it's 94% of all people who go to visit a doctor, including emergency rooms, including emergency rooms, are only looking for reassurance. And they get it with a pat on the back of the hand or on the shoulder. That is reassuring, coming from a doctor, and that's the reason people go to the doctor. <laughs> you think it's to get rid of something or do something. That's the main reason people go. They want to be reassured by somebody who knows what, what it's about. So with that in mind, I'm not saying you go out and pat people's hands and backs, but uh, it's not a bad idea, I guess, if an employee does a good job to give them a little pat on the shoulder there, you know. But It's recognition. It's, that, that's uh, what it it's is. It's acknowledgement and, and showing the positive face. Uh, and this may be one of your other numbers. I'll, I'll get off track. But how many times, and you had mentioned in the, in, the start, in the intro, that we need our marketing materials to get people in the door, but that happiness is what continues the sale. Yes. How many times have you ever gone into a place that the marketing has gotten you there and walked in and been met with someone who is clearly not happy to be there? Today. I did it today. I won't tell you where I it went. It makes but. a big difference in your immediate <laughs> yeah. perception of the quality That's right. of that service. I'll tell you about it after the show. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, that's that's helpful. Um, number three, happiness runs in a circular motion. Fix your sights on here and now. Take some deep breaths. Pay attention to what's right in front of you with each passing moment. Just do that for a minute. It won't kill you, I promise. <laughs> it's a good thing to do. We're going to uh, thank you for today, and uh, we'll look forward to being back with you again next week. So tune in. Have a great day. and. Stay happy.